0: The volume.
1: Hey guys, it's the sessions presented by FanDuel. The sports calendar is packed, and there's no better place to get in on the action than FanDuel. There are so many sports to bet on, like the NBA, college basketball, PGA Tour. FanDuel has exclusive offers, boosts, and more all month long. And when you win, you get paid real fast. FanDuel has lots of ways to play, like the spread, money line, over-unders, team totals, player props, and so much more. The app is safe, secure, and so easy to use. Jump into the action at any time during the game with live betting, and you can combine multiple bets from the same game in a same game parlay, and try out the same game parlay plus. So download the FanDuel app today to start making every moment more. Disclaimer, 21 plus in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hope is here. GamblingHelplineMA.org or call 800-327-5050 for 24-7 support in Maine. Call 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY for New York. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino, LLC. Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit FANDUEL.COM slash RG for Colorado, Iowa, Minneapolis, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Tennessee, and Virginia. 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342 in Arizona. 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat for Connecticut. 1-800-9-WITH-IT for Indiana. 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com for Kansas. one 877 stop for Louisiana. Visit www.mdgamblinghelp.org for Maryland. 1-800-522-4700 for Wyoming or visit www.1800gambler.net for West Virginia. Hey guys, welcome to The Sessions. A really great episode here um, with some new information being presented that I'm so excited about. Um, I'm sure if you guys follow uh, Barbie Blank, formerly known as Kelly Kelly in her time in WWE, if you follow her on social media, um, you're following the wrestling news sites. I'm sure they've all kind of pasted this everywhere, but really cool stuff we're talking about here. If you haven't, don't know what I'm talking about, you're going to know very shortly. Um, but I've got Barbie Blank on the podcast today. Um, she really was, um, you know, such a bright light of the women's division in WWE. We talked about, you know, when I was able to watch her from when I was at home and I wasn't even working for WWE yet at, at the time to just watch how she kind of came to life on camera, starting at ECW, her kind of journey through the wrestling world. Tons of stuff that we, we got to talk about, but, but most of it, the bulk of it was the news that she broke. a uh, so former Divas champion, guys, here she is. This is Barbie Blank. I am so excited, Barbie Blank. Here on my podcast, on the sessions, I feel like I saw you at that signing out in Nashville when we were at StarCast. And I was like, oh, my God, I would not seen you in so long. And I was like, we've got to do this. We've got to get you on the show. Um, I happened to reach out to you last week, which um, ended up being really perfect timing to talk to you because you're at a very interesting time in your life. I am.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you got that exclusive interview, I feel like. I know. Feels so exclusive. I exclusively gave it to um, Entertainment Tonight. So they were
1: like, we wanted the exclusive, but you're doing the first podcast since the baby announced. Yay. So. <laughs> oh my God. I could not be happier for you. What, like, this is just so great. Tell me just like how you're feeling. I have like 45 million different questions because <laughs> as like a mom in like newer into this world, I just, I'm so fascinated by it. I love it. It's just such a cool time in our lives. So how do you feel?
0: I feel great. We're in the second trimester. The first trimester was pretty rough, but you know, I've been dreaming like i've been we've been me and my husband have wanted to have a family for almost two years. um, and I've been very open and public about our journey and my IVF journey, um my miscarriage. um and I just feel like everything happens for a reason. like it was meant to like, because we just got such amazing results with we did IVF and I was so blessed to have an amazing doctor for that and we did an embryo transfer and we got pregnant and it was just like the stars were aligned the timing was right like everything just was like perfect and you know I've dreamed of motherhood so now going into it and being on this journey Um, definitely, like I said, the first trimester was rough. The morning sickness was really, (laughs) I mean, I didn't leave my house. I feel like for like a month and a half, I just need to chill. Like I haven't worked out. I was like, my doctor was like, we're not, you're not working out. Like just chill. Yep. Let your body make some, make a baby. Yeah. Which for me is really hard. Like, I don't know what to do. Like, I don't know about you, Renee. I feel like you're the same. Like you just can't be sitting for a lot. Like, you're like, what am I doing? Like, I need to be doing something. It took me a long time to
1: get pregnant as well. And it's funny, I want to actually get into all of the IVF stuff with you because I think just the more we can all be educated on that, the better, because I was just about to start doing IVF. Had all the medication. It was in the fridge. Did all the appointments, and it's like a whole rigmarole that the doctors put you through, where it's like they're checking your ovaries, or checking your uterus, or doing like the dye test thing of your fallopian tubes, like all of these crazy things that they put you through. Um, for me, it felt a little bit scary, where they were like, "You guys are going to have to do IVF," which I was like, "Hey, whatever we got to do, let's do it. Let's just start the process." Anyways, we had all the medication in our fridge and then i got pregnant that month.
0: I hear about that all the time too that women are about to start the cycle and they get pregnant and it's just like that's so amazing. I was secretly hoping that that would happen. I was like putting that out there.
1: Sure, sure. You
0: know, but you know, it's a process.
1: But it's really hard. No, i know what you mean of just like being busy and wanting to do stuff. Like i felt pretty good during the majority of my pregnancy so i was still like feeling pretty active but there are days that it just like Oh, it takes you out at the knees. You're just not used to feeling that level of exhaustion. Like your body is making a person. <laughs> I, know. <laughs> I
0: know. It's wild. It's wild.
1: Oh my gosh. You okay. have to remind yourself
0: sometimes. Of I that know. Too. When you're like, oh, I need to do this. No. it's like, no, I'm growing a human. Let me just chill. It's funny,
1: too. I find like in your head, because like I'm sure you're like on all the apps. They're like, it's like the size of a poppy seed. And now it's a sesame seed. And now it's this and da 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 da. Which is like such an exciting time. Like I love waking (laughs) up and opening my phone to be like, what size are we at today? But when (laughs) it's teeny, teeny, tiny, you're like, well I still feel like I should be able to do stuff. But like that's really the most important
0: time. Exactly. Exactly. And I didn't have morning sick. I was night sickness. So it was like, every time I tried to lay down to go to bed, I was running to the toilet. And I was like, this is miserable. Like, I feel like morning sickness, I would have been so much more happier. With. <laughs> like, at least I'm waking up, at least, you know, I'm trying to sleep and I can't sleep. And that's like the worst, right? That's when you need to be sleeping. That's when you need to like be getting all that rest and
1: you know, talk to me about getting the positive test. So when you're working with doctors and you're doing the IVF and all that, are you getting the pregnancy test results with them? Are they monitoring every little thing or do you have everything at home with you?
0: Um, so number one, my freaking fertility doctor is a godsend. Her name is Dr. Amy and she is her nickname is the egg whisperer. And she really <laughs> is the egg whisperer, let me tell you. I've been working with her for almost a year, and we've tried we tried a few different things before IVF. And um, both- so
1: what did you guys do before? What were some of the things that you guys did before?
0: Like three IUIs, which is like basically like a turkey baster, and they just like stick this, you know, and that's take it for a spin. Picture, right? <laughs> it's very. I mean, it rarely happens, but it's like that's what you need to do to try to say that you've tried everything before you went to IVF. So we were like, okay, that. Yeah. Um, we did didn't work, obviously, it was fine. Um but we got amazing results with IVF. We got five girls and four boys, which is amazing. Oh my
1: gosh! did you make so you did all embryos with all of them?
0: Yes, and we, well, we started out with twenty, and then after like the testing, after um the genetic testing, the like there it goes through a, a bunch of processes, and we got it down to nine, which is like amazing. And we got so lucky that I won't have to do it again, <laughs> you know? Cause I've heard of women having to go through it multiple times and I can't even imagine having to do it more than once. Like it's just, I mean, it's rough, you know, it's just like a rough, you know, every day you're shooting yourself, um, you're doing blood work um for 10 to 12 days, then you go in and they do the surgery because they basically are like poking at your ovaries and like pulling this out and like you are just the size of a whale by the time because you have just been fucked with like they just yeah yeah sides apart basically to get these eggs out and the recovery was the hardest for me like the bed rest was really hard I was in a lot of pain for like a good week or two um I couldn't work out I couldn't do anything and then you're just waiting to hear the results too I would love to have a second baby
1: so I feel like I'm like in the trenches right now kind of going through it again and it's like every time you hit that window you're like is there some way I can find out like a little bit earlier like what is the earliest I can find out I want to know everything it's so hard
0: it's just the waiting is the hardest part and that's the hardest part about I would say fertility is like the waiting like it is not an immediate thing it is not like From start to finish, it has been two years for us, basically, that we've been, you know, dealing with this. So it's just like a waiting game and you just have to be patient. You just have to know, like, it's going to happen. Just have to have faith and, like, take it a day at a time, you know? It's so
1: hard. Like, it's funny after. So after having Nora, and like I said, like, we kind of, you know, we had it had been at least a year, I would say, of like trying, having the ovulation kits and trying to ch- track everything at home and nothing's happening. And, um, you know, I went to the fertility, I went to a fertility clinic in Las Vegas when we were out there. Um, just cause I was like, well, if something's wrong, I would like to find out now just so I can get ahead of it rather than waiting another six months. Like I'd rather get on it. Um, but yeah, it's just like, there's, it's all just such a waiting game. There's
0: so many different things to it. And it's, it's hard, but but then having a baby. And the worst part is like when you're ovulating too and like you're only like, doing like two days out of thirty days, you know? And then what if you're fighting? Like there's many times I was fighting with my husband and I was like, oh, don't I don't care, it. we have to do this, <laughs> suck it up. Like it <laughs> <don't know. laughs> He's
1: like, This is so untrust. It really is. You're like when you have to like You have like your science kit out at home and you're like trying to do the math and it's like, okay, well, do you like you're waiting for your ovulation to happen? And then like you've got like a 24 hour window and it's like if John was traveling or whatever, you really try not to suck the fun out of the room. But it's also like this is business. We need to get down to brass tacks here
0: it's transactional right now. It will not always be like, I married you, you're going to get this forever. But But right now we do have an
1: objective. Oh my gosh. Yeah. It's, it's such a crazy process. And it's funny because I mean, there's so many, you know, I've got friends that like, you know, they look at their husband and they get pregnant and you know, it's just like, that's just not, not the case for me. And that wasn't the case for you. And, you know, I think just being able to like, to talk about this stuff and, and how it all works. Cause even like with IVF, I think like for people that haven't been through it or don't know how it works, it's like, yeah, like it's so much work. Like you're doing how, like how many needles did you have to do?
0: Well, even after, so we did the IVF and that's like, um, I think you're doing, my doctor was able to do it in one, she put one. And so only one syringe a day, which was great. Um, but then after we did the transfer, I was having to, well, my husband was every night. There's a thing called Lovenox and it's like a blood thinner and you're supposed to shoot that in your stomach. So I shot that we for 10 weeks into the pregnancy every day. So that was rough. Um, but you got used to it, but I had bruises all over my belly. Like the first trimester, I was like trying to take pictures of my belly and they're just like bruises. My friends are like, what is happening? (laughs) But it it was not a glamorous. All part of the process. No, but we got you got through it and now we're great. You know, everything's going great. So,
1: yay. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so tell me just about getting that like the positive test after going through it and seeing so many negatives and knowing what that feelings like, because God, does that ever get exhausting and upsetting. So for you to finally see that positive, talk to me about that.
0: Well, like, again, the wait, so it's a two week wait, um, after you do the transfer and you're just like trying your hardest just to like stay busy or occupied and just like try nothing about it. And my doctor was like, the best way to do it is blood tests. So she's like, go take your blood. She was like, I want to call you with the results. Like I want to FaceTime you. She literally has turned into like a second mother. Like she's just amazing. Um, it took everything in me too, not to take a test. Because you, you could see, and you could see a faint line, but I was so scared. I was like, I'm waiting. I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait for these results. And I just remember I went in for blood that day, and I was just texting her every hour. Did you get the results? Did you get this? She's like, no, no. So as soon as she called me, I knew it was positive. Because I feel like she would have texted if it was negative. Like, I have some bad news. You know? Like, I feel like she would have. So as soon as she called me, I picked up. She's like, yes! Oh, that just gave me goosebumps. It was like the most amazing, like, I can't even describe it. I was like crying. I was just like, my husband was so excited. Like he, we were just like, oh my gosh, it's finally happening. But then it's so like with um, IVF and with transfers, miscarriages happen all the time. Does it happen higher with that? It's not a higher rate, but I mean, they do happen. I don't know what the what the rate is or or what, but you're just. I mean, I feel like because I went through it too, and I did have some scary moments in the first trimester, um, but then I just had like a low placenta. But still, it's very scary, especially going through it and like seeing blood, and you're like, oh my god. So just just getting through to that twelve weeks, I was like, thank baby Jesus, we are here, we have made it.
1: Yeah. It's so cool when you go and like, I still have the picture of it, but when we went to do the first, because well, it's like, it almost doesn't even feel real. Yeah. You're like to hear the heartbeat and then to like see the ultrasound, it all feels like this like fever dream kind of leading up to you. are Like it's real, right? It's real and it's staying and this is happening. And then to see the, to see the, um, the, why can I not think of the word right now? i just said it. The ultrasound. To see the ultrasound and see the baby and Nora was like this little like gummy bear. She looked literally had like these like little tiny like oh my god so sweet. Just like kept that like in our car when we were like driving around. It's just the coolest thing. Yay. So you're gonna be a mom. What kind of a parent do you want to be? How is like motherhood and parenting now that you've like you've had time to think about it and now you've really got time to like wrap your head around it. What are some of the things that you're kind of thinking about as a mom? Oh
0: my gosh. I don't know. <laughs> it's great because my husband is like, wants to be so hands-on too. And he's like, I want to be, I want to do someone. And I'm like, great. you know, like, please. Um, but I just feel like my mom was like, so she was just like, so hands-on and like, I really want to just kind of mimic how she raised us. Great family value, just like always around just, um, you know, just whatever we needed. So I don't know. I just hope that once the baby comes, I'm just like, okay, like Mambo gets in and I know exactly what to do, but I feel like you don't really know. You don't really know. You're just like hoping for the best, right?
1: You don't, and it's like, I feel like, you know, Nora will be two in June. And, you know, we were just having like a whole discussion with like the producers and stuff on this show um, about kids and the different stages they go through. And it's like, I feel like as soon as you think like, okay I got a handle on this. I know what I'm doing. And then it's like, no, now the kids in a different stage and now we're adjusting. It's like to go from like her um, you know, from as soon as they can sit up on their own and you're like, okay, a little independence here. This kid's like coming along to then, but now she's just like, she's walking, she's talking. It's like, she just is like a little person like that. Like it's so that crazy. Too.
0: Like, oh. It's the
1: best. It's so, so cool. But I do feel like being a parent, it definitely makes you, um, it does make you reflect on your own childhood because I feel the same as what you were just saying. It's like I think of how my mom was when she raised us and like, you know, everyone's got some bullshit. Nothing's ever perfect. But like my mom did a really good job of like, yeah, being there and being fun and keeping us engaged. Like we were always out doing stuff like there was, yeah, I always try to keep that in mind. It's funny on like days that I'm like, oh my God, I'm so tired right now. I get like the what would Carol do little bubble of like,
0: <laughs> get up off your ass and go find something to do. I love that. Well, <laughs> it's funny because I have girlfriends who are like, you know, I just, we just brought our child and just did all the same things we did before we had kids. Like we took them to dinner and we just like really like integrated them into our life, you know, and like, I was like, I love that. Like, I want to do it. Like, I don't want to change my whole life for for my baby. I just want to like bring it along with me. <laughs> you know no it's true I like I feel like it, it gets a little nerve-wracking because you're like
1: oh my god I don't want to be like that person at the restaurant whose kid is going wild and this is happening like on a plane but you just gotta like rip the band-aid off and just start doing it like I started doing that with Nora like I would get up with her in the morning and go you know I'm gonna take her out for breakfast and we would just like sit and breakfast is easy because you're not there for very long and the food comes out pretty quick so I'm like we'll kind of dip our toes there but she does a good job now now I don't sweat it I'm like oh, we can go out to lunch and take her out for dinner or whatever and she's she's pretty good (laughs) for the most
0: part (laughs) you're like a different day I don't know what I'm gonna get today but exactly
1: you never know what these kids are gonna throw your way (laughs) um well I'm so excited for you guys oh my gosh to just like to I know like just being able to like watch your journey and everything you've gone through I've been watching it from afar seeing things on social media and whatnot and you know there's a lot of us in like this age group as well that are like having their babies. And we've all, you know, we're all kind of going through the motions with some of that stuff. And anyways, you just kind of, you can see the ups and the downs of that. And I'm so happy that you guys have
0: landed where you have. It's so cool. So cool. Thank you. That means so much. I mean, yeah, it's been such a journey, but we're here and we're just really excited. Do you have name picked out? I do. I do. And we know the gender and we, but we're not revealing anything yet. So we're kind of just like, we have a few surprises along the way that we're going to sprinkle out.
1: Yay. All right. Well, I will be staying tuned to see what everything is. It's all unfolding. Love that. So cool. So talk to me about Joe. How did you guys meet? Give me your guys' love story. So
0: we met at the dog park.
1: (laughs) That's where all rom-coms start, I think.
0: (laughs) I mean, it was literally uh, like you could make a movie of how this all went down. Like I lived in this area in L.A. called Playa Vista. And it's like a younger, like hipper kind of area and full of dogs. I got a dog, a Frenchie. And I had lived in this area for probably a year. And my girlfriend was watching my dog one weekend. And she's like, oh, my God, you need to go to the dark park, the dog park. So many hot dudes. And I'm like, what? She's like, Yeah, girl. And so I was like, the next day, I was like, okay, I'm going to that dang dark park. This is the first day I've been to the dog park in a year since I've lived here. Okay. So I went in and I see this like tall tattooed, like six foot four man. And I, you don't find that in LA. And I was like. Oh, I'm going up to him. I was like, I don't even know what he looks like from the face, but from behind, he looks <laughs> So
1: From the back, I'm like, a looking and I'm a liking.
0: Yeah. So I was like, okay, I'm going to go up to him and I'm gonna say like, which one's your dog? Like I already had it in my mind. And I was like, oh, which one's yours? And he turns around. He's like, oh, the Frenchie. And I was like, oh, so he had a Frenchie too and an American bully. They started, our dogs started playing together. And so we just started talking, and I literally just told him my name's Barbie, and like I was a wrestler. Like he didn't know anything else. And so I see this girl come in who's coming to meet him, and I'm like, oh, this is his girlfriend. Oh, no, so like, yeah. Hey, well, bye. Like literally exchanged no information. I just like got up and left. So I got home and I kind of geotagged on Instagram, <laughs> Joe Playa Vista, to see if I could find him because I was like, maybe I could just like his Instagram. I don't know. Yeah, I sure. Find- I mean,
1: that's a great jumping off point.
0: Well, I was like, you know, I tried. I couldn't find him. And I was like, well, if it's meant to be, I'll see him again. So a few days later in my DMs, there was Joe <laughs> and he was like, hey, it was so nice to meet you. Do you want to go to the dog park again? Like Wednesday or something. And I was like, yes, I would love to. <laughs> And then it was funny, like, there's a whole story, backstory with him, and, like, he was, I mean, it was his best friend's girlfriend, they have sister dogs, oh. and they were playing, they were had a play date, <laughs> but I didn't know that, and then, but he did all this, this is very
1: rom-com centric, I feel like you oh guys could write a movie,
0: a whole, it, it was a whole thing, right, <laughs> but, yeah, after our first date, we were, like, inseparable, and, he said he knew after three months that he he was going to marry me. And he got the ring after six. But he waited a year because everyone told him you need to wait a year. Did he propose in Sedona? You guys were like, yeah, up, like on a really
1: pretty hike, right? Yeah. yeah. And it
0: was funny because I I don't know how he kept that ring a secret from me for six months. We lived together. like I was like, how do you not find this? And we had a trip to Bali planned, but with COVID we you know and Sedona was open so we we're like okay let's go to Sedona and it was funny they- <laughs> we were going on this hike and I was like oh can I get like a glass of like red wine before he's like yeah it'll be fine it's like an easy hike I'm like oh my god Renee I don't know if you if this hike was two miles up at what point I was like Babe, I to turn. I'm so tired. Like, I, I had a glass <laughs> of wine. Like, let's go eat. And he looks at me. He goes, "No, no, we're not fucking going." And I was like, "Wow, you know?" I was like, "What do you mean? Like, it's not that big of a deal." And he's like, "No, you are going to do this hike. I don't care." And I was like, "Okay." Like, I was like, "Wow, you're really serious about this hike." Didn't think anything. So I get up this damn hike. And we get up there and there's a photographer, which I didn't know she was a photographer. I thought she was just some lady. And she sees us and she's like, oh, do you guys like wanna go out to the edge of the thing? And I'll like take your picture. And I was like, that's so nice. Yeah, still not, (laughs) I'm like, that's so nice. So we go to the edge and then that's when he proposes and he was the photographer and she like did the whole thing. And it was just so, it was like perfect. It was such a perfect dreamy proposal. I couldn't have asked for anything better. And, like, with the rocks, there's some kind of, like, spiritual thing, meaning behind that, and which was really cool, so.
1: I love it. I'm so happy that, like, everything just seems like it's all aligned. Things work out the way that they're meant to work out. And, like, I can just see it on your face. Like, you look like you are just, like, beaming and happy. And it's, it's so cool. I love it.
0: Well, you have know me, Renee, for like, you saw me from, you know, like, my past, like, all the this- – crap I went through before and like you know starting this like new life you know you don't know what's gonna you don't know what's in store for you you know like your whole life is kind of like okay now we're in this new place and we're just gonna That's see actually like happens. that's really
1: I, I mean not like funny but I guess like yeah do you have any advice I guess for somebody that you know is maybe not somewhere that they want to be and they're you know you maybe feel like you're stuck or that It's you don't want to start over again. Like, talk to me about that a little bit.
0: You know, I feel like when everything happened, I had just turned like 30 years old and I had just gotten through a really bad breakup. I lost my dad of a rare brain cancer. Like I it was like everything went to hell and back. And like I didn't after I lost my dad, I was like, I don't know how I'm going to get through this. Like nobody expects to lose their parent especially at like 30 years old, right? Like, and it was so sudden, it was just like, probably one of the hardest things I've ever gone through in my life, like, just trying to figure out, okay, what do I, what am I going to do? What do I do now? And I just remember, like, I had such a solid group, and I still do a solid group of friends who really gathered around me. And like, were at my house every day. We're like, whatever you need, we support you, we're getting me off the couch, like, Brian, uh, Valentine, who, you know, who oh, he's is, the like, best. become like my bestie, one of my besties. Um, he really was like, oh, we got so lucky with Instagram and social media. Cause after I did WAGs, I had such a, like, a, I got a good following of men and women. And Brian was like, you know, we should like work. We should start working with fashion brands and like, just start reaching out and like, really like, let's get on your hustle. Let's hustle. And I was like, all right, let's do it. You know, let's hustle. And, um, he was really like my backbone. He was like, I'll take over manager role. I'll help you shoot the photos. We'll just, we'll have this, like we'll be a team. And I was like, amazing. And we really did. And I got so many amazing opportunities from that. And I really was able to build a career from that. And that's kind of how everything started. And I think it's just really important to have like a good family or a good group of friends around you encouraging you like you can do this like whatever you want to do you know the world is your oyster at this point so yeah I just had a really great support system who got me through
1: having the people around you to remind you that because I know when you're in it you are in it you can't see that sometimes like you've got your blinders on it just feels like I am stuck here right now. So to have someone that can give you that nudge and like remind you who the hell you are and to like, let's let's get it going. Like shout out to those people that like push us through those slumps. It's huge. So with you and Brian working together and doing your social media, and let me tell you, there's not a time that I'm scrolling through Instagram that I just like quickly scroll past one of your photos. I'm like, well, let me zoom in on this. What's happening here? They're always like so beautifully done. The outfits are like not to be messed with. Like you absolutely crush it. How are you going to take this into motherhood?
0: I'm really excited about this new chapter, honestly, with like social media. And like, I feel like this is like a whole new brand market. I haven't been tapped into yet. And I'm just so excited. Um, I've already like like, reached out to so many brands, baby brands maternity brands and everybody's excited they're like we can we want to send you whatever like whatever you want. Like, it's been great so i'm just i keep seeing
1: think. the bump suit ads and i'm like god i want to get pregnant just to yes. wear a bump oh, suit they're so cute suit,
0: the bump suits are so cute i love like, them i love them <laughs> so, so yeah and like all these fashion brands have maternity lines now like it's great. Like I work with PLT. They have their maternity line. So they're really excited. They're
1: like, yes. Oh, I didn't know they had a maternity line. Yeah. I missed the boat on that one. They probably have really cute stuff. Dang. Next one. Sign a girl up.
0: I got you. Girl. Now I'm ready. I'm ready to go. <laughs> now I know what
1: I'm doing. I'm ready to rock it. Um, okay. So when you met Joe and you told him that you were uh, formerly a professional wrestler, how did that go over?
0: Did he know anything about it? No, no. So it was great because he didn't. And I think that was the key to our, to our relationship in the beginning was like, he didn't know, but he loved it. Like I was in a rumble when we first started dating. So he wasn't able to go, but he watched it on TV. And then the last rumble he was able to come to and he got to see live. And he had these signs, like my friend, it was like him and two of my girlfriends, they had signs and it was the cutest thing. And he was just like, this is crowd has moment, you know, <laughs> like so cool.
1: So, so funny. I feel like when he doesn't know and to walk in and see something like a Royal Rumble and what you guys were able to put on with like the all women Royal Rumbles that you guys killed to walk into that and go,
0: wait, who are you? What is happening? Yeah. And then he's seeing all, and he's like, Oh my gosh, wow, babe. People really <laughs> like it Look at you go. <laughs> like, I mean, I'm like, yeah, I'd like to think so, I don't know, you know. <laughs>
1: how how were those experiences for you going back to do the rumble? I mean, obviously wrestling has changed, women's wrestling has changed, but for you to to go back and to really have that moment, I mean, you're, you're right. People are always very excited to
0: see you. I just love coming back for the rumble. I love when they call me and I love when they're like, Hey, we want you to come back for this Raw reunion. We want you to win the 24 seven title. We want you to come back with a Rumble." Like it's just such, it's so cool that I'm still brought into these conversations and I'm still brought up in these meetings of who we want to bring back. Um, and it's just cool. Like, you're like, okay, I made a mark. Like I, you know, and um, just the reaction of, I think the first, but every time really I've come back for the rumble, but, I was gone for a good five years.
1: Because you were gone before I started. Before I started,
0: you were already gone. Yeah. So I left in 2013, and I didn't come back to do something till like, 2018. Wow. So it was a long, and I was like, oh, my God. And it was the first Rumble, and I was like, oh, my God, are they going to even remember, like, who I am? Like- <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. I just remember like waiting for you and then your music hits and you're like, people still like me. Face <laughs> but it's just yeah, it's just so cool. And it's cool because WrestleMania is here. So I'm going to go backstage and debut the belly bump for everybody. Um, so, yeah, I'm really excited. It'll be cool.
1: Grand Slams, no hitters and double plays are back. And there's no better place to get in on the MLB action than FanDuel, America's number one sports book. That's because right now, new customers can step up to the plate with a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. Just go to Fanduel.com slash Renee, sign up, place your first bet, and get up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if you don't win. So don't miss your chance to get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 when you join Fanduel today. Just go to Fanduel.com slash Renee to sign up. Fanduel, official partner of Major League Baseball. Disclaimer, 21 plus in select states, first online real money wager only, $10 deposit required. Refund issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in 14 days. Restrictions apply. See full terms at fanduel.com sportsbook. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino LLC. Call 1 800 Gambler or visit fanduel.com slash RG for Colorado, Iowa, Minneapolis, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Tennessee, and Virginia. 1 800 Next Step or text Next Step to 53342 in Arizona. 1 888 789 7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat for Connecticut. 1 800 9 with it for Indiana. or visit ksgamblinghelp.com for Kansas. 1-877-770-STOP for Louisiana. Visit www.mdgamblinghelp.org for Maryland. 1-800-522-4700 1-800-522-4700 for Wyoming or visit www.1800gambler.net for West Virginia. Um, I was just had Nikki Bella on the podcast not too long ago and we were kind of talking about just like that, you know, the generation of, of you girls and what you guys were bringing to the table. What was your experience like wrestling and putting on the matches and, you know, having times cut and kind of just seeing the way... I guess like the seedlings being planted for what the women's evolution would eventually turn into.
0: I think for me, cause I was thrown into it at 19. Like I was the youngest female that had been brought up to ECW and I got thrown into ECW, which is like hardcore of hardcore. You know what I mean? And they're throwing me this little young 19 year old who has no idea what she signed up for. I mean, I'm lucky I started there because honestly, I can't imagine starting at Raw or Smackdown because it's just like such a higher level. And I was able to really grow in ECW and I had great like Tommy Dreamer, um, like RVD, Andrew Tess Martin, who has passed away, who I, you know, who kind of really took me under his wing. And, um, you know, I thank God for him. And everybody kind of treated me like their little sister, too. Like they really wanted to take care of me and like kind of protect me and. I I feel like I got tested a lot um, in the beginning that I got like hit with a Singapore cane. I got I got oh, I mean, I got Sandman hit like it was there. I mean, I just went through it and they I got tested and I think I, I proved myself, you know, because <laughs> they were like, we're going to see if this girl can handle these things.
1: Was there a moment that you were like, oh, I don't know. did What did I sign up for? Did you ever kind of think about walking away?
0: I mean, the first day I was I was like an exhibitionist and I had to take my clothes off and my poor family who's watching is like, what are you doing? And I'm like, just wait. And they were like, oh, my God. And I was like, look, it's only for a few months, I promise. But like that just to say that that's how I started. It's just so hilarious.
1: What was like that initial pitch to you for you to go? Okay, well, just in a few months, I know we're going to get to this. How was that really brought up to you?
0: Well, it was funny. I was only in developmental for literally two months. Paul Heyman called me. He's like, Barbie, I have this like idea for you. Um, You're going to be like this exhibitionist, but like you're gonna have this jealous boyfriend who's going to come and cover you up every week. And, you know, and he kind of told me like, just, it's just like storyline, get your foot in the door. Like we know you, you can't wrestle yet. And, um, you know, but we think it's a good idea. And I was like, all right, well, I'm not going to say no, <laughs> let's do it. So I remember, the first day getting there, and I remember Kasama. Love Kasama. So Kasama had the had the role of like having to really teach me how to dance. Like this one uh, minute, wait, she was wait, like, "Kasama taught you to dance." Ben, well, and then it was Vince. Like this we had to go and show Vince, and Vince had his own. Like he took his jacket off at one point. And was like, I need. And I remember just being like, "This is somebody that I used to watch when I was young, <laughs> and this is Vince McMahon basically telling me how he wants me to do this dance." And striptease, and I'm just
1: like, okay. Like I can almost picture Vince doing that, of like showing you how he wants it done. What really gets me is imagining Kasama showing you how to do it.
0: It was, and then <laughs> they, they were like, we want you to watch like the Carmen Electra dance tapes. And like, okay, I'll watch whatever. Like, but yeah, it was, it was definitely a way to to enter into the WWE. That's for sure. So to look at from when you
1: started your duration in WWE to now what the women's evolution has turned into, what the matches look like, what the characters look like, there's still very much so is like a thread of that like diva era. As much as we've moved on from that, there still is definitely like that thread of it. I think obviously you're definitely one of those girls that that helped to bring that in to usher that in. Um and I, I do feel like there's girls that still were like following those footsteps. Whether it's like you know, a Chelsea Green. I know she talks about being a big fan of yours. I'm 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 assuming somebody like Carmela. Maybe I don't know if she's ever publicly said that or not. But um, how does that make you feel to know of the impact that you were able to to leave in the company?
0: When I was in WWE in the beginning, like I didn't really understood because I didn't wrestle for a good probably year year and a half which they were like we really want you to like know what you're doing for you put you in there and then like getting to see like how long we were having for matches and like how our character was playing out and like I just really like for me I I was given my character to just be myself like they were like go out there just be you times a hundred and I was like okay And (laughs) I was just really able to, like, every time I knew, even if it was one, if we had one minute to five minutes, like, I was like, let me go. I need my entrance. Let me just hit my one or two moves. Um, And for me, selling was, like, a big point. Like, I wanted to play the underdog. Like, I wanted to get the shit kicked out of me every match and somehow come and win in the end. And, like, that was, like, that's how I got fans to really get behind me because they were, like no way this little girl is going to get beaten up by beth phoenix and come back and like win and that's like i didn't want to do a bunch of moves i didn't want to do like i like get all my shit in like i was like let me let me just tell this story let me tell a story and i feel like i really got that like i got the philosophy of it like you're telling a story like people need to feel bad for you you're a baby face like and I, I just went with that. And I, I was so lucky to just to be able to get it and to, to understand it. And um, yeah, I mean, finally getting the title and, and going through that uh, was amazing. And yeah, I just feel like I didn't really look at it like, I mean, obviously it would have been amazing to have 20 minute matches now, but at the time you're not looking at like like, damn, because you're like, that's all you know. That's all you know. So you're just like going with what, you know, there's also like an art, I guess, to like mastering
1: like, OK, we've got six minutes here. How can we tell this story in six minutes and still have that connect and make sense? Because that's not an easy thing to do. But that's what you guys were given.
0: Exactly. And we just we worked with whatever we had. We, we did, you know, who helped you the
1: most with understanding that psychology?
0: Definitely Tommy Dreamer. He was just a mate, like literally every week, whenever I had a match, he was right there, like whether whoever was producing it.
1: I love when it's those unsung heroes, the guy like the people that you wouldn't expect to be
0: like, I'm going to help these women get the shit together. It's the best. It was definitely him. And then Fit, of course, Fit Finley was amazing. But it was really like Tommy in the beginning who really kind of like made me understand the psychology of everything.
1: What do you think about being able to see Stacy Keebler go into the Hall of Fame and having Tori Wilson go in recently to see the women of that ilk be uh, enshrined finally in the WWE Hall of Fame?
0: I remember and I heard this rumor is that like when Stacy left, they were looking for kind of like, you know, a stacy esque somebody that they could, you know, and that's what they were looking for. And that's kind of what they said they found in me, which is really cool that that's, you know kind of, like, how I get, you know, roped in with that, which is amazing, um, and so I think it's really cool that she's finally, like, getting recognized, I think she, like, had a lot to, even though she wasn't, like, a big wrestler, but, like, she still was involved with amazing storylines, she was an amazing character, like, told amazing stories, she was beautiful, and, like, really worked with what she had, and, like, made a path. You think
1: of like the impact of what somebody was able to do, and that was her. She was like so glamorous and so beautiful, and in these like really cool storylines,
0: and like a supermodel. And you wouldn't think like, okay, you're a supermodel who's in the WWE, right?
1: Yeah, but I will say I remember like even when I was watching WWE from home before I started working for the company, you were that. I remember watching her being like, oh, my God, this woman, like just watching you at this like, you know, megawatt smile, making your way down to the ring and like having the championship. And you were you were just so well put together in that role. So Kelly Kelly Hall of Fame. Let's go. Thanks, girl. <laughs> A woman can dream. OK, right. Let's put that out there. It's it. Yeah. Yes, yeah, manifest. Who are you most excited to see um, WrestleMania weekend? You're doing some signings at WrestleCon as well, so you'll be out there with the people showing off the bump, letting everybody know. And hopefully, you feel all right. I know, me too. <laughs> Manifesting that as well. Yeah. <laughs> um who who are the people that you really stay in contact with in the wrestling world?
0: Danielle or Summer was just at my house. She stayed the weekend here. So we're really close. I love her. Um you know, Candace isn't going to be there, but I love Candace. Um I don't know. I just feel like every it's like a big family reunion. I really don't know who's going to be there. Who's not going to be there. You just like, wait till you see everybody and you're like, Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it's really cool. Every time, like every year, it's, it's really cool to like get everybody together and,
1: do these you know it is the best i know i always get like a little bit of fomo when i don't go and i'm not going again this year i
0: know
1: i know And i was going to i was kind of hemming and hawing on it and because i feel like i've just been i've just been so busy lately that to be away another because i'd have to bring the baby with me and then that becomes like a whole other situation so i'm like i'm just gonna sit this one i'll send john down i'll send john to go do the dirty work he's got it he's got it on lock um what else do you have um, other than making a baby coming up? Is, is that like the main I mean, obviously, that's the main focus is to just create human life.
0: So there's a documentary coming out, actually, that's telling my whole fertility journey. Um, it's actually about the egg whisperer. It's, it's like eight different women's different circumstances with fertility. And it kind of just tells each story. And working with Dr. Amy and, and all the different protocols that she has and what she has, you know, so just kind of follows, followed me a- along through the journey. And I'm excited for everybody to, to get to see kind of the whole thing play out. When's that going to come out? It should be out in the next few months. I know they were like waiting for me to give birth, <laughs> but <laughs> they're like, it would be a perfect ending. But I don't know if they're going to be able to wait that long. So I know that
1: gestation period is quite long. Nine months is like, oh, my God nine
0: months i've definitely as soon as i know obviously it'll be on all socials and i'll talk about it and stuff but that's really kind of the the big thing going on and then obviously yeah motherhood making a baby (laughs) making a baby
1: have you entered i mean i don't feel like i got into like my real nesting stage until i was about the third trimester that it was like what do i need let's get this nursery ready all that stuff
0: Yeah. I mean, I'm going to plan like I want to do my baby shower early, uh, like two months before because I just want to relax like the last two months. I don't want to do anything. I feel like I'll be so big that I'll just (laughs) like no one anyone to see me.
1: That was me. I was like a house. I was so like my my body was stayed relatively the same. I think maybe like I want to say 60, 50 or 60 I think no way you gained 60 pounds. Maybe it was cl- maybe it was closer to like 50. It was probably closer to 50. But I will say like I didn't really feel You were belly. Though. I was mostly all belly. Yeah, like I really was. I was all belly. My body stayed like kind of the same. I mean, obviously, you know, you pack on a couple pounds. You, but no, like you
0: step back, bro. You
1: step back.
0: Like, I tried. I happened. tried.
1: But it's really funny when you enter like that stage and like, you know, we're cut from the same cloth where it's like, I want to move. I want to do things. Let's go. Let's get busy. But then you have that baby and you're like, fuck it all. I'm just going to hang out with this baby. I'll get to it when I get to it. Like, it's nice to move around and just like make your body feel good again, that's nice. But in terms of being like, I need to have on a crop top and like a low cut jean, let's calm down and pump the brakes on that. That does not need to happen. (laughs) Having a baby has certainly made me look at fashion a little bit differently. I'm like, can we not bring back the low rise jean, please? And thank you. I don't need it. I don't need it in my life, not one bit. Um, Okay, before I let you go, do you have any advice? For any women, men, families that are going through some fertility issues.
0: Just have faith. Take it a day at a time because this process. It's not a sprint. It's a marathon. Um, But it will. I feel like if you have an amazing support system behind you, an amazing doctor, that they will do everything in their power to get you to have that dream baby you've always wished for. So I just think having faith and just taking things a day at a time. That's all you can do. Was there
1: any like hilarious old wives tale when you were just like, I'm going to try it. F it. Let me just try this. If there
0: was one old wives tale. We tried 10 of them. Like we were like, "What what's on there? What What's on the internet? What's saying, you know,
1: when you are trying to get pregnant and you're like, if I Google enough things, something must give me the right answer to make to unlock this next code. How do I do this?
0: No, we tried it all. Yeah.
1: Well, you did it. I'm so happy for you guys. Congratulations to you guys. You guys are going to make amazing parents. I'm so happy that you're here. You're pregnant. You're going to be a mom. You're in such a beautiful relationship with Joe. Uh, I'm just I'm so pumped for you guys. Congratulations.
0: Thank you, Renee. Well, thank you for having me on. This is great. And I, I wanted to do your podcast for a while now. So thank you. I
1: know. I'm glad that we had this to to be able to really dive into with it. Me too. Me too. Awesome. We'll go take care of that body, take care of that baby and rest up and stay hydrated. That's all, we're right. all <laughs> hydrating.
0: Yeah, you're all. <girl.
1: laughs> a big thank you to Barbie for joining me and, and sharing her story and uh, being so open and honest about the ups and the downs of fertility. Uh, I could not honestly be happier for her and Joe. It's such a crazy thing trying to make a baby really puts you through the ringer but then you get these sweet little perfect packages and they're just delicious my own baby gives me baby fever so take that information and do what you must with it just delicious these little kiddos Um, but yeah thank you to barbie for joining me cannot wait to find out more information about this pregnancy so she's got some more stuff to kind of drop on us i guess find out the the gender of this little babe. Can't wait to see. Oh my god, imagine a little Barbie. Ooh, so cute. All right, guys, thank you for hanging out. This has been The Sessions.